Good morning and welcome to the Dungeon Musings Podcast. My name is Kevin Madison and I am your friendly Dungeon Muser. Uh, today I'm going to talk about the reason I haven't been posting uh, on podcasts, which is to say the uh, games that I'm currently kind of getting into motion right now, uh, some plans I've got for the uh, podcast in the coming months, and um, explain why we haven't had any viewer mail lately, which is to say that Anchor has been a bit of a fucker. So anyway, that's what we got in store. Let's get to the episode. All right, so let's start at the end, I guess, and work our way forward. So first off, I've had uh, I had a whole episode recorded that, or I thought recorded, that dealt with the uh, responses to some really great viewer mail that I got over the last little while, and uh, then Anchor ate the damn thing, or I screwed up, and uh, I, you know, it's what the IT people call problem between keyboard and chair, and I hit something wrong or something like that. So. Unfortunately, that episode is going to have to wait until um, a little later when I have an opportunity to to re-record it, because, um, yeah, boy, there's nothing more I hate than redoing work, <laughs> so not that it's ever work recording these things, but um, speaking of work, that is not really work as well. Uh, the reason I haven't been podcasting or at least uh, posting episodes the last little bit is because I've been getting ready, getting my um, the various campaigns uh, up and off the ground that I've got going. Uh, so as a refresher, the things I've, I'm uh, continuing, well, the continuing campaign I'm playing in uh, 2019 is my, uh, or running, is my Barrow Maze campaign uh, that I'm pl- running using kind of a modified version of Kevin Crawford's Scarlet Heroes. Uh, that is the, uh, the um, what do you call it? Uh, a combination of Scarlet Heroes with a bunch of ideas from Revised Stars Without Number. And uh, it's been pretty great. I mean, we're up to 29 sessions uh, so far, so it's pretty exciting to be hitting, uh, you know, the 30s for uh, for that campaign. Um, but I've also got four new campaigns that are uh, kicking off right now, uh, which have, uh, let's see, about half of them are up and off the ground. No, that's not true. As of the weekend, uh, three of the four will be up and off the ground, and I'll be getting ready to kick off the fourth. So the one that's off the ground right now is our Delta Green campaign, which is um, a uh, very story-focused and character-focused game of conspiracy where I'm doing some experimental stuff to try and incorporate more audience participation in it uh, to give uh, viewers, uh, because we're streaming that one on my YouTube channel, and uh, it's to give uh, viewers a chance to participate. And that's been, we haven't had our first session of that, but we've got that, we've made characters at uh, session zero. And that was pretty cool. We got a really great selection of characters and I'm really uh, excited to kick that thing off on Wednesday. And the thing with that one that I'm particularly excited about is how it's just going to, I'm gonna let it unfold at the pace that feels appropriate. Um, I don't feel any pressure to get you know people back to the town at the end of, uh, you know, end of a session, uh, as I do sometimes in uh, Barrow Maze, where we're, you know, it feels like the players or characters could have gone on longer, but just because we're out of time, everyone's heading back to town. Um, this is just going to be continuing on because we know what uh, characters are going to be back every second week. So, uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. And it's also a really different tone from what we uh, are playing otherwise. So I'm pretty excited about that. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how the first uh, actual session goes. Um, and then tonight we will be making characters for our Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay 4th Edition game. And I'm looking forward to that one because it's going to be a bit of a callback to how I ran my Iron Kingdom's uh, role-playing game campaign. Which is to say that it's very, very story-focused or character-focused. Which is wherever the characters go and whatever they do, that's going to be kind of what uh, the story's about. 
you know, and there there is going to be a little more of a story structure to that than, say, the sandbox of my Barrow Maze campaign or the sandbox of my Astonishing Swordsmen and Sorcerers of Hyperborea campaign, but... Um, um, but yeah, so tonight we're going to meet those characters, and character creation in Warhammer is always a really fun and interesting uh, process, and this new edition seems to really continue on that tradition, so I'm really looking forward to meeting the three heroes that will be adventuring in the old world in the uh, coming months. Uh, and then on Saturday morning, I have my first session of the actual uh, Thula, or Tula, uh, ongoing sandbox campaign for astonishing swordsmen and sorcerers of hyperborea that one has actually kept me quite busy getting ready for it just because to set up a sandbox campaign there's just a lot of stuff to get ready you know i've got i had to draw i decided for this one to um at least for the core materials to not just repurpose maps to actually create my own and uh, i really wanted them to look pretty good or at least as good as i could get them so i um i've got a hex crawl map for for that one uh, together, I've got a player handout map for that one as well that will give some uh, characters some ideas. Uh, this week, I had an opportunity to throw together a bunch of background material for it too. So I've got uh, the main town of Tuleborg. I've got that now populated with um, all the uh, factions that the characters can get involved with. Uh, for this one, I'm going to be incorporating an idea that I've been using for a few years now, for probably about four or five years to uh, to actually formalize the rules for uh, for factions and um, and just let the uh, players decide what uh, you know what what factions they want to interact with uh, give clear rewards that are available for for gaining um, reputation with the different factions uh, to give kind of like uh, uh, different ways of, of interacting with the sandbox like if the players want to go out and just no, no, not to say just this will be a lot of fun too but if they want to go out and you know find tombs and loot tombs and try and find big you know sprawling dungeons uh, or whatever or lairs and stuff like that they're completely free to do that but they want to just um, you know uh, fuck around in the in Tuleborg in the main city and uh, you know pursue the interests of the different factions uh, they're going to be free to do that too uh, because whatever way they go, I, I'm, I'm going to be um, interested in seeing, uh, you know, following along. And, and uh, that so all sounds like a game that I'm, um, I'm excited in, in uh, seeing what comes from it. One thing that I'm also introducing with this is, uh, like, I've run uh, Astonishing Swordsman and Sorcerers of Hyperborea twice now for uh, two different one-shots. And I had a total blast both times. And uh, for, for this uh, time, though, what I'm going to be doing is... Uh, uh, I'm going to be incorporating clear um, rules for wilderness travel. So I'm using the old AD&D wilderness survival guide as a, um, uh, a set of rules that I'm, I'm modifying to fit with the uh, Astonishing Swordsman and Sorcerers of Hyperborea rule set. But I'm using that as a way of making it feel like you're actually outside, you're actually traveling. Weather is a thing. Finding wood for a fire is a thing. Hunting, you know, water all that stuff that makes um, wilderness travel actually dangerous in the actual world. Uh, and I, I'm going to be streamlining some stuff for it, uh, like it, just in terms of like the rations, uh, the water rations, food rations, so it's not, um, you know, we're not tracking like how many biscuits they have or anything like that. But I think that that will lend the wilderness the appropriate, appropriately dangerous feel uh, that it should have. And I got something special planned in that light for the uh, first session, actually, too. So that's that's going to be fun. But um, but I, I mean, 
the, I, I don't uh, intend on having Tuleborg be a safe place either. Uh, it is a, uh, it, it's a, what I've been describing it as is as a frontier town. It's a wild frontier town founded by Vikings. So as you can imagine, it's got a, you know, it's, it's a pretty fucking dangerous place. I've been citing Deadwood and, um, like, uh, you know, frontier era Deadwood and uh, gold rush era San Francisco as, as models for, you know, the dangers that might lurk in the uh, alleyways and stuff like that. But, uh, uh, but I got I, last night I got the first kind of legible version of the map of Tuleborg together, so I'm pretty excited about that. Like I'm now able to point out like this is where the Necromancers of Ix are, and this is the uh, this is Foxbeard's Hall where you can stay for free, but it's dangerous. You know, uh, this is where you can go to the uh, Tulian um, uh, what is it Tulian Tulian uh, Mercantile League uh, Emporium uh, to buy some of your supplies and stuff like that. So. Yeah, so it's, I'm, I'm pretty excited for that campaign. The, the thing that's been particularly fun about that is it's been a long time since I've really set up a sandbox, you know, where I've, I've put all the work in to flush out the factions, to flush out sort of the things that are happening behind the scenes, uh, figure out what the secrets are going to be, you know, and then um, just see what happens while, when I introduce players to the mix. And uh, the last time I did that was, again, the Iron Kingdoms campaign. So it's, uh, it's pretty interesting that that I'm drawing lessons from that very, very old campaign for so many of these new campaigns. And then, uh, so that's going to be get going on Saturday and then come Saturday afternoon, the only campaign that I will have yet to uh, get into motion will be my Starfinder campaign. And I've got a group of uh, six players for that, which is, uh, to be honest, a little intimidating because... The adventure path is designed for four. I have been a little concerned at the pace of play with Starfinder, and having six players ugh, might be a bit much. But we'll see. You know, I'm uh, the pace of play is going to be whatever it is, and if players get bored uh, or have concerns with it, then you know we can make adjustments. But uh, I've got a couple people I'm playing with who I have played before. One is a very very old friend of mine, which I'm really looking forward to having back in the in the group. And uh, then there's a bunch of people who I haven't played with before, but uh, but I, I really, you know, uh, in uh, paging through that book and getting myself ready for that and paging through the adventure path we're going to play, I'm pretty freaking excited for that. And I've been listening to uh, the Glass Cannon podcast, uh, their um, Starfinder uh, uh, actual play series as well, the Androids and Aliens, and that's really helped give me an idea of how fun it can be from the player perspective, or at least from the audience perspective, so... So I'm really looking forward to that as well too. That's going to be um, that's going to be, I think going to be a pretty cool campaign. And I like that it really only takes characters to level five. Like the whole adventure path only goes to level five. So you know I think it's a manageable um, meal for all of us to digest and, and uh, decide whether Starfinder is something we would you know we want to keep playing or whether it's something that uh, you know I, I want to move on to a different game and try something different. And also to have a clear ending for it. So that's pretty yeah it's pretty cool. Starfinder, that one I have not done a lot of work on yet because I just had a pressing matters of other, you know, getting other games ready. But, uh, oh, and the, of course, I'm actually, and uh, I'm playing in uh, at least one ongoing game now, too. Um, starting on Monday, I will be a player in a Curse of Strahd game that uh, we're going to be streaming on the channel uh, as well. I, uh, a friend of mine, Adam, asked if I'd be interested in uh, playing in and uh, streaming his... Uh, uh, Curse of Strahd game, and I actually haven't played 5th edition before, 
So um, I'm pretty excited for that. I got, my character is a um, uh, wacko kind of like uh, she's a witch, but uh, I built her as a druid with the charlatan background. So she's basically a liar. Like she lies about uh, how much she actually knows and how many secrets she's actually privy to. But uh, I think she's going to be a lot of fun to play. I think that uh, she'll be a, a fun kind of supporting character. I like playing those kinds of characters to try and give other players the opportunity to be kind of like the hero of a story. I don't need to be the central focus of any story when I'm a player. Um, I get to have a lot of control over the story when I'm a DM every other time. So I, I like playing those kind of supporting sidekick, you know, uh, roles and let uh, some other player be the one who's really kind of the... Uh, the, the big dog or the, the main character who the story is about and I think this will be a real fun character for, for that. Uh, we've got a pretty interesting uh, mix of other characters in the group too with uh, and players that I've, uh, some players that I've played with uh, quite a bit before some people who are players from my game and uh, one guy who I haven't played with before so that'll be interesting as well because I like to meet new people. So anyway, with all those uh, games kind of uh, getting ready and getting them um, Ready, ready to, to get to the table or, you know, preparing for them or whatever. Uh, it's just chewed up an awful lot of time and I haven't had a lot of, uh, free, you know, spare brain power to devote to the actual podcast to think about what I want to talk about. Although I imagine once these games are actually up and moving, I, I certainly will have uh, some great uh, fodder for uh, future episodes. And speaking of future episodes, one other thing that I'm going to start doing in um, September, or not September, in February... Once January is over with and once all these campaigns have actually started, uh, then I'm going to be looking into how to get those campaigns posted on the podcast. So I want to, I want to, uh, I've had a couple people ask me how to, they can get the YouTube episodes for uh, audio only. And I haven't had a good answer apart from like pointing them to services that will convert YouTube into that. Um, so I'm going to be posting some um, starting in the new year or not new year starting in uh, February. I will figure out a way to convert them over to audio, and so and we'll see about posting them. I mean, I, I don't know how. Uh, I, I'm hoping that they will translate well, um, and I'm hoping that there's not so much stuff that I'm you know just showing people uh, in the YouTube videos where I'm like, this is what it looks like, and. Um, and I'll be mindful of uh, making sure that uh, audio listeners will be able to actually get something out of the actual plays. But, uh, but that's something I've got planned for the, uh, the new year as well, is to have more, uh, have some actual play podcasts uh, up on the uh, uh, Dungeon Musings podcast. So, uh, so anyway, so that's what I got uh, planned. Uh, I have uh, to get through a long day of work uh, and then get to getting ready for my uh, Warhammer uh, Session Zero tonight. And then get ready for my Astonishing Swordsman and Sorcerers of Hyperborea campaign or session tomorrow morning. Uh, so uh, I got a lot of work to get done today, which I really should get to. But uh, as always, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns regarding this, uh, please don't hesitate to shoot me a, a message on uh, Anchor. Uh, or you can shoot me a tweet on Twitter at Dungeon Musings. Or you can shoot me an email at dungeonmusings at gmail.com. And again, if you have... Uh, left with viewer mail. I do have it, and it was in another episode. I will be getting to that very soon. It's just that I um, managed to somehow foul up the last uh, recording that I had for it, so uh, so that's the reason why uh, your viewer mails have not made it to the air. They will soon, just not yet. So anyway, 
I hope this finds everybody well. Thanks very much for listening, and happy gaming, everybody.